Monorants, a podcast where we rant about the highs and lows of nerdy shows, movies, and pop culture in general, like our opinions actually matter. I'm one of your hosts and jack-of-all-trades, Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. Hello! If you're just joining us, each week we'll be ranting about Amazon's The Boys, episode by episode, ahead of the release of Season 3. Uh, we'll be talking about the original comics and occasionally later episodes of the show, so spoilers ahead for both. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 2, Cherry. So that's based, uh, the name that is, is taken from, I think, uh, issues 3 to 6 of the comics. And the writer for this episode was Eric Kripke again. And the director for this one was Matt Shackman. He has done quite a lot of TV, tons of like episodes or two episodes of shows, a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, a load of episodes of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Sorry, I'm really gassy. That's okay. He recently went on to do all of WandaVision as well. Which was amazing. Um, much the same cast as the last episode with the addition of Tomer Capon as... Frenchie in this episode mm-hmm. and we'll well we'll talk about him a bit later on as we get get into it so a quick summary of the episode I suppose I completely ballsed up trying to do a summary last week so this week I've just taken it straight from IMDB which is most wise yeah yeah so Jerry the boys get themselves a superhero Starlight gets payback Homelander gets naughty and a senator gets naughtier Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. Put your fancy pants on. Well, here, first thoughts, reactions of, of this episode? Um, I like this episode. It's fun. Uh, you get to see a lot of Translucent as a character because he wasn't a character in the comic books. He was developed purely for the show. So it is fun to get to see a bit more of him. It, like the, it opens straight off the back of the uh, previous episode in the tech store, which is just carnage there's a car in it there's a fucking blood covered naked invisible, invisible person on the floor Huey's mid freak out going you're not a fed what the ever loving shite is going on and Butcher straight away is like well no I'm not a fed but do you want to explain to the police who are coming why there's a naked, invisible, Damn. electrocuted, <laughs> blood-covered superhero on the floor. Yeah, no, it's it's nice that they pick up more or less straight away where they left yeah. off. Especially like, if you know, binge it as well. Like, yeah, well, they they dropped season one as all eight block, together. Yeah. I know we weren't entirely sure in the last episode, but they did. Season one came all together. Yeah, so it's nice that you can just carry straight on into it. Um, and there's there's a couple of nice little bits in that scene that I did like. Huey's relief when he hears Translucent wake up in the boot oh my god that's amazing and the the range of emotions that he goes through as he's like oh my god thank god he's not dead and then oh fuck he's seen my face that's a bad thing because he's seen my face (laughs) and I need to get the fuck out of here and oh no I can't get out of here (laughs) Um, but you you can see I'll probably talk about it a couple of times throughout the episode but you can see in Butcher he doesn't fully trust Huey yet and he's like, you know, look, if you don't see this through, you're never going to get revenge for Robin. You know, yeah. watch things going to happen if he escapes. But you can see it in his face. He's he's not far off of like... Oh, Butcher's a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he really is. He's completely self-centered. Like, even this early on in it, he is just single-minded about his goal which is to fuck up superheroes and fuck anybody else who's like involved in it he has so little regard Mm. for normal people because he's so hell-bent on fucking over soups yeah and everything it's it's hypocritical no what's the word i'm looking for that He's absolutely, he's absolutely single-minded in his pursuit of it. Mm. Like every every single action serves his his greater purpose or yeah. whatever his and plan he just is uses in, in the moment. Everybody and that's everybody's just a pawn to him. And if you have no use, he has no time for you. And you you can see that immediately in the next scene yeah. when we get introduced to one of my favorite characters, uh, Frenchie. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Cherry. Yeah, Sherry's introduction is fun. She's just feeling up Huey's face. Oh, she's whacked off her tits. Like, she really is. 
She is also, the actress that plays her is absolutely stunning. She is. She's gorgeous. She, like, yeah, high hall pass right there. <laughs> For both of us, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would embarrass myself in front of her. Yeah. Badly. You, <laughs> you see it straight away when, when Butcher's like, I can, you know, I've got a guy. Let's go see this guy. Yeah. And the guy that they go and see is immediately so displeased to see Oh, Butcher. no. Number one, his introduction with the French hip-hop, which I keep meaning to look up who does that hip-hop because it's amazing. And then the table full of guns. And he's just, like, bopping away, loading weaponry. It, it in this, like, warehouse that's, like, something out of fucking hackers that was, like, what I wanted to live in as a teenager. It, no, it reminds like it, me yeah. of... Archer, when he's given out about Krieger modding the guns and it cuts back to Krieger oh, in the lab with a giant pile of cocaine and he's, yeah. he's drumming that's what that scene reminds Mind me you, of. a lot of this episode had Archer overtones because when when Translucent's like banging on the boot, it was like, oh shit, Trinette. And <laughs> yeah. you can hear Trinette and the boot going, yeah, it's me, you shit heel. Yeah, there were a couple of moments, all right. Whether intentional or not, I don't know. No, I think it's just that we watched too much shit. But when Butcher's talking with Huey, his his introduction. Just the head on Frenchie. With Frenchie, sorry. He's got the jaw stuck out, and it's that real belligerent, like, what what are you going to do? You going to hit me? Well, he owes him 40 grand, as we discovered pretty much (laughs) off the bat. And he's just waving the handgun around, like, just gesturing at Huey. But even. Butcher straight away, he's just like, you know, how would you like to double the 40 grand? And he's got, he's got no way to double that. Like, all he's got is a superhero in the, the, the boot of his car. He has no way of doubling that. He's just saying whatever he can to try and get Frenchie on side. Yeah. Oh, he knows he's fucked he him about. over. Like, he really has. And then further fucks him over by bringing him out and not telling him he's in the boot and being like, hey, he's got just open it. Yeah, where's his sense of adventure? Open it. And he opens it, and immediately he is seen by Translucent. So now he's as fucked as the rest of them. Oh, it's great, though, when he shuts the boot and he's walking off, like, fucking freaking out. And he's like, no, get away from me. He's chipped, you morons. Mm. Which, if his skin is that hard, how did they get that chip in him? It's a good question. Did they also, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Like, later in the episode, just... Yeah. Just the tip. Professor, um, Fra- Professor Fransworth's favourite. Oh, yeah. A suppository. Oh, God, yeah. Is there an anal option? Because, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I have that question. Like, because, uh, oh, no, that's in season two and I can't it, talk about that. Well, yeah, no, I was just going to say that we kind of, we get somewhat of an answer to that in season two. But then, even then, that superhero isn't, she, yeah. she's not invulnerable. His yeah. power, well, you know, his, his power is, is his, yeah. his skin is super strong and hard to get it's to. It's like so. a metacarbon, so, yeah. And it's not like, like Frenchie says later in the episode, you know, well, orally is a problem because, because stomach, stomach acid, acid and yeah. whatever, you vomit it back up or you pass it through. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a good question. And, hmm. Unless they put it in his ear or something. <gasps> Maybe they totally recalled him and put it up his nose. Yeah, or like behind his eye or something. Like I'm like going for total recall, spike. like up the nose, so he just has to do that Arnold Schwarzenegger thing when he's like trying to pull it out. You know that scene until that the original total recall. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he's trying to pull it out of his nose and it just makes you clench. Um, so it's uncomfortable looking. Eye, ear, or ass is what we've settled on. Yeah, or inside the mouth somehow. You could probably put it into their cheek and make him like a little hamster. Bit of a tangent. Yeah, just, just a small a one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Huey, Frenchie and Butcher are now all in the shits yeah, together. Because Translucent's fucking seen and their faces. we get... This is why you wear a balaclava. Well, <laughs> I I wanted a balaclava with no eyepiece for the next scene, which is just the cringiest thing we've seen so far when A-Train goes to visit the oh, sick Jesus kid in the hospital. Christ. Oh, it's so hard to watch. Oh my it's God, so it's so bad. It's so Oh, funny. that kid is amazing though. Yeah. That kid's whole response to that is so good. He's like, can you teach me to outrun cancer? And it's like, oh, oh God, no. At, no, at no, no, no. little at the end where he's just he's like, like hi, he gives a thumbs up yeah. and it's so sad. I, oh, God. And the fact that they've they've 
framed it as a Facebook live stream. And you can see the, the amount of viewers going up. And as soon as the kid starts the asking... The cards are all yeah. changed into, like, sad faces and as, angry faces. As soon as the kid starts asking, like, where's where's Translucent? Like, <laughs> But that was my wish. My my dying wish was to see Translucent. Yeah, it was my only wish. Oh, oh it's just... Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's pure cringe. It, it is, is but it is cringe. commented on by Madeline Stillwell. Yeah, we see that they immediately that following they, on from that Stillwell and Ashley in the office wa- watching on aghast. <laughs> and still was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. You have to have a train scripted or else you end up with this. <laughs> Disaster. Oh. And I suppose it's really just a framing scene to move things along because we just get a quick dump of exposition of where's Translucent? I don't know. Try and find him. What's he supposed to be doing? Oh, he's got a team up with the Deep tomorrow night. Well, put somebody else on it. Yeah. And we're on to the next scene. Yeah. Progressing. Yeah. Quick, quick peek behind the windows at what the managers are thinking. And then exposition. It also just helps reinforce that this whole Void is a company, first and foremost. That is all they care about is numbers and branding and all of that. They couldn't give a shit about anything else. And it just helps reinforce that concept and another show might have had that scene of a train and the kid just as a make-a-wish visit that that doesn't get broadcast on tv you know what i mean it's just in world but they've shown it no no this is Vought. Vought makes sure that every you know if there's a -a make-a-wish being granted they're showing everybody on facebook and on, on all the social media like so yeah i do you do get that that through line of of the company just being everywhere. Oh, and I nearly forgot. We get the the nice little <laughs> another little black Nora scene, which I've just in my notes. I have down as oh, when Annie Nora when Annie meets him in the corridor. Oh yeah, and he and just, he totally just stares her. around him. Yeah, <laughs> and just like steps around her. It's fucking brilliant. Like he just because it's not like the the mask has any sort of expression or anything like that. He's just so good. Yeah. At just conveying, like it literally looks like he's just look. He's basically a cat. He just looks at her like, "Who are you? Do you have food? No, fuck off." <laughs> like that. Yeah, but uh, this. You know, like the cats look at you like, "What are you gonna do? You gonna feed me? No, that I don't care." Yeah, if you don't have anything <laughs> absolutely relevant to me, I don't really care, and I'm gonna go gonna, somewhere else now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we haven't. We really haven't seen much of Blackmore. Hey, well, you saw him popping and locking in the the underground. Soup Sex Club. Yeah. Which and is brilliant because everyone else is like having a wild debauched time and he's just in the back boogieing and, away. And Homelander asks him, the silent one, who he saved. And I think yeah. that's all I can really remember from the first episode. Yeah. We get more of him as the season wears on and I'm so thankful for it because he's he just is, It's so just these funny. little gems every time he's on screen. But yeah, then we, we follow Annie into uh, a quick meeting where she gets told from by Ashley that she's going to get sent on her first team up. Oh, she's given the crime itinerary, which is essentially a call sheet. Yeah, yeah. It is literally set up as a call sheet. sheet. It's like you have to be here wearing this at this time. And it's so... It obviously gives the impression that it's so state. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, it that, is. That, like, yeah, almost, even, yeah. even though it's a re- supposedly real crime that they're foiling, it is literally constructed in the same way as though they would be filming a movie. I do love the throwaway line about the Jeep being there because it's on a pier. No, it's uh, it's water adjacent. Jason, <laughs> and Ashley drops like two or three, and that's why we love you. Oh, whenever Annie oh. protests, saying, "Oh, well, I normally do this thing this way." Oh, and that's why we love, love you. you but, but yeah, X and or the exact why opposite. You stop the wrong person. Like they are, they, you know, that that's her whole issue. I just love Ashley. Her facial expressions are just pure gold. Yeah. Yeah, like no, she does an awful she's lot in... of like just facial acting with with yeah. no lines. So what the next scene then I think is is the guys 
pulling up in the van in the car with translucent. Oh yeah, into an abandoned restaurant for it to like kind of hide him somewhere. I did they already have the restaurant? Was the cage there? Did I miss that? Did I like blank out on that? Did they put it in a cage? I know he put in all the RF shielding to you, block the chip. Yeah. Is it a walk in fridge? Because that would make sense. They I think it is supposed to be like a walk in fridge or a walk in freezer, freezer that's got no power. So it's just it's a door they, they can how lock. How did they get the cage in there? I'm gonna assume the cage was already in there. My guess is that it seems to be like they just go there straight away. Yeah, so, so like, they already have so it. So Frenchie already has it, and he has the cage there for whatever, whatever. reason. I think at this point <laughs> we can just say, eh, it's Frenchie. Imported pandas. <gasps> Is it like the back of, of Moe's Diner Tavern? <laughs> and anything goes. Yeah, with the fucking pandas in the crowd. <laughs> go on, get out of here. Get out of here, rumble. <laughs> but I like that you see... A little bit of Huey's usefulness coming in. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, we can just use this stuff. You can get it anywhere. Yeah, and Frenchie asks him, oh, you in tech intelligence? And he's like, sales and installation. (laughs) But there's a couple of nice little kind of small things in that scene that I I picked up on Um, when they're talking about how hard it's going to be to kill Translucent. Frenchie mentions that some guys tried to strangle him back in 07. Some Puerto Ricans. So he's been on the go as a superhero for at least 12 years in the world. Yeah, because you you aren't given a definite time frame for how long superheroes have been around. You don't no. get something like that until around the second season. Like you, but, like Homelander's not given a kind of age. He's just no. You know, he could literally be anywhere from like late twenties to early late forties. Yeah, but it does. It gives a bit of ambiguity. Explanation. To, well, no, yeah. I feel it gives a bit of weight to why Homelander's so concerned about where Translucent is. Yeah, he's he's been around a long time. He's been around a long time. And it's you know, it's it's not like him to disappear or whatever. I do like the fact that they're like, No, he hasn't set off any motion detectors in the building. (laughs) When they're looking for For, him later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was thinking that like you wouldn't for the shit that goes down in that company, you wouldn't want an invisible man walking around. No, especially one with a pot on for like being naked in bathrooms. Well, never mind that. Just as little Richard, like for as fuck's we sake. later, as we later find out with all the shit that's going down with V, there's shit that they wouldn't want getting out mm. clearly. So, you, as I say, you don't want an invisible man just wandering around. So it makes total sense that they have motion motion sensors, sensors around the place to make sure that that translucent hasn't wandered anywhere he's not supposed to. Yeah. I also particularly liked in that scene um, when they're they're locking translucent up when. Huey, or sorry, when Frenchie and Billy are talking about how they're going to off him, the whole time the camera is just on Huey. On Huey's face, and Huey the, the, the slow realization yeah. that they're going, they are trying to like actively kill him. Yeah, it's oh, oh shit! No, we have brought this guy here, not to figure out what to do, but to but figure out how to, to kill, kill him. him. Yeah, and a lot of this episode is about that. It's about Huey getting to grips with the fact that. Much well, unlike the poster, uh, in the the hanging up in the kitchen, Huey isn't gonna be able to keep his hands clean. No, he's gonna have to get them dirty. Also, having worked in a lot of commercial kitchens, nowhere would have a poster that size. Uh, this is no. Hang on, considering the tangent we just had a minute ago, this is a tangent that can yeah. go off for a while because yeah. we've both. That's a really that in fairness in that. When he's like drinking the water in that sink, it was like, ooh, no. No, yeah. Yeah, I, no. Yeah, even, no. It, even like, like drink out of the hose, like run the hose for a little bit and just drink out of that. But no, don't, like that whole place was like sticky. Yeah, it might be a Homelander cup, but that cup ain't got no superpowers. Oh, just, no. That, yeah. yeah, no, that that's coated in some super gunk. Yeah, yeah it's, no. It's, that whole place is nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Just, ugh. We get a couple of other little, uh, TV transitions. We see Shockwave setting up the, the race, race again. against A Train for the next episode. Of the episode after. I'm sorry, but the just the the head on him. Yeah, he looks a state. <laughs> but yeah, his his costume looks quite similar to A Train's. He in design. looks like um, Zoom. Reverse Flash. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. Well, in the sense, yeah, I suppose in the sense that Zoom has the opposite to Flash's costume. Yeah. 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 We, see that, we see that little bit from him. We see the, the Homelander teddies. Mm. And we see Deep saying he's found the mayor's plane from the previous episode, leading into a conversation between Homelander and Stillwell. 
Well, there's the nice little interaction between him and Starlight just prior to that when she walks. No, that's, that's later on. Is that later on? No, that's later on. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, she's pumping and he walks in and he's all like, Ugh, oh, and you yeah. start to get the kind of the start of the really edible, like, fucking weird yeah. ass. Yeah, it, it feels it's just wrong it in is. so many ways it's just wrong and creepy and it just makes you feel like you need to go and cry and rock in the shower <laughs> yeah like you just no 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 but no that earlier scene is just the one where Stillwell is saying to him you know I, I know what you did and I know you tried to do it to help the company but yeah. you can't do these things you oh, that's God, guys are supposed to be pure just, yeah. and good, and they don't do these things. And yeah, and then the scene. Oh, ends. yeah, no, she's like her straight away. She's like, oh, your brand is, you know, good, hope. clean cut, hope, um, yeah. all American, you know. It's not that, it, and literally, it's like you can do like all the shit behind the scenes as long as it's approved by us. And you can't go and do it on your own. Yeah, but w- when she calls him out, I love his response when he's like, he just scoffs. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, oh it's yeah, such it's a re- kid response. Yeah. It really, really is. And yeah, it ends on such a creepy note where she's like rubbing his face, and he kind of look, look, just looks at her and goes, "You're leaking." And she just says, "Thank you." Thank you. And it's the way she says it. It's like, oh god, uh, yeah. I know you're dealing with basically a sociopath. Well, psychopath. Well, the note that I have written down here in regards to the "you're leaking" scene was, "Here comes Oedipus." Ugh, Bono want the biddy. Bono wants the biddy. Homelander wants, wants the, the biddy. biddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it becomes very clear. Very, very clear just how much Homelander wants the biddy later on in the episode. <laughs> we cut back to the guys in the uh, the basement of the restaurant then. Oh, is this the amazing scene where he takes a tab of something, some nondescript drug, and then knocks on some hip-hop and starts like, basically doing chemistry I, yeah, I think that no that's a little bit later the, um, that when they cut back it's where Huey rings his dad oh yeah because he's got like 18 billion missed calls because all for all his dad knows is that something somebody crashed into the store mm. like he hasn't it's been what at least 12 hours oh yeah more probably yeah Um, since he's last seen him definitely more because like the last time he saw him was when he would have stormed out of the house yeah after their kind of semi-argument yeah, he calls him. He says, "Look, I'm I'm okay, but I'm not telling you where I am or what's yeah. going on." And he sees Butcher walk past with a massive gun. Oh, he's opening the case behind him. He lifts it out. And looks at it. yeah, that thing is huge. And he's like, "Yeah, look, Dad, I uh, oh, I no, gotta no. go. <laughs> That's a big fucking gun, and I gotta go see what's happening." He uh, he gets off the phone and he has his little freak out. And oh, he starts pun- punching the punching walls. The wall, yeah. yeah. Bloodies up dumb knuckles, something good. I quite like the, the scene that follows with Homelander and the Deep. Where oh. we cut to the Deep walking in. With oh, the... and he knows and he tries to get out of there like the fucking middle child. Like he's like, yeah. Because quite literally, Homelander's gloves have come off mm. and he is not happy with the Deep. And makes that pretty clear. You know, you don't go to Stillwell with this shit. Yeah, you, you done fucked up, me. boy. Yeah, you done fucked up, boy. You, you done, done fucked up. up. I love, though, at the start of that scene when he comes in and the music is, it's a big superhero or swell. All the swell and it and just, as like... the door opens, it just drops. It, it just... <laughs> yeah, and the end of the conversation, Homelander makes it pretty clear exactly what he thinks of the deep. Oh, when he stood behind him, he's massaging his shoulders and you can just see it in his face. He's like, I'm going, you can pop my head off like you can see the terror in the uh, deep's face. You kind of you do feel for the deep because the deep is just a he's just a pretty boy idiot. Well, not yet. No, Bear in like, mind, he, no, we're talking about we we've we've had two seasons of the show yeah. to watch his whole his whole journey. At this point, all we've seen him do is, you know, force himself on Starlight, be an asshole, and then get terrified by a homelander. Yeah. Like, we don't. We don't. At but this he, point, he, you don't have much sympathy though, for him. He just comes across as this kind of frat jock boy who has been given everything he wants in life and never told no. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A dick. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's told dick. He's a chad. <laughs> a dick. He's oh sh- no. Let's not use the incel talk. <laughs> <laughs> get used to that, listeners. <laughs> some I'll be able to edit out. Some I won't. 
I have no idea what my next note means. I just have A train speed goggles written down. No idea. Because the next scene is um the lads is then the A train speed goggles. Yeah, A train speed goggles. Oh, Huey goes in to talk to Translucent. No, they try and shoot him. No, no yeah, it is. They, they, it's the first time that they they open up with the gun. And they try and shoot him. Uh-huh. I have no idea what that note's supposed to mean. Because yeah, they open up the door. They try and shoot him. And it goes very wrong. It's hilarious. Oh my god, the way he laughs in that scene where it's just. Ha, 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 ha. It is. Yeah, no. Ah, uh, no, okay, so I, I, naha. I have absolutely no idea what A Train Speed is about, but the goggles is Frenchie putting on his goggles. Oh, yeah, because he's doing all his mad chemistry. Yeah, he's so, doing science. Yeah, so I don't know how that edit's going to work out, so. <laughs> but, yeah, the next scene is where, where Frenchie's doing science. With the hip hop, and he's and taking the, the time. earlier. And he puts the goggles on and he does his shit and he's doing and and, that. I, and they were like, Oh yeah, the the bullets coated in the same shit as his Yeah, skin. the same carbon metamaterial. And, and then they put it together and that's a fucking shell. Yeah, it's that, not a small bullet. That I think because it, it's like a, a it's like a size thing, I think, is when they technically become shells. Is once Oh it's, you're asking the wrong yeah. person. But yeah. I'll, I I can tell you it ain't no BB gun. Oh no, no. <sighs> yeah, and it it fails miserably. It just bounces around the room. Fails kind of hilariously. Yeah, but, but they, it does poke a hole in the RF shielding. Yeah, they are able to get a very weak signal out, but which I, is not good because it means them void can track them, yeah. which means poor Annika in crime stats is going to have a really bad day. <laughs> yeah, it starts off. I mean, not. Too bad Stillwell shows up and we get introduced to, to Annika in Crime Stats who's looking for um, translucent. translucent and has just got a ping a couple of minutes previous. Stillwell says, well, look, you know, send out security teams, tell them to be discreet. It can't be too hard. He's invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, a beautiful line. Well, yeah, like fucking why are you hunting now, Predator? Only he doesn't have the shimmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, just find the, just look up, you know, young singles in the area and he's probably outside one of their windows jacking you furiously in a bush. (laughs) He doesn't even have to stand in the bush, so then you don't even get, like, the warning rustle. Yeah, you can stand wherever he wants in jacket, really. Maybe he's the person who used to leave porn magazines in bushes. Randomly. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get that anymore. Again, he doesn't need porn magazines. I know, but maybe... walk into people's houses and watch them do it. Like he, like Translucent hasn't watched people do it without. Oh yeah, knowledge. that's how he saved that young mother in Yonkers. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> we we've established this already. Yeah. We know he's a pervert. And speaking of perverts, the next scene is Porel Annie teaming up with Deep at the. Uh, oh my the god, dock. the Deep whinging about what he's that they only use him for water based crimes yeah, and they can they do are. more and that they only want to see him do his big pretty dives and his big dive ain't that fucking pretty I want to see you do a flip motherfucker and then the first thing he does when he's on camera later is go did you see my dive it was fucking cherry oh no when like after she fights them and knocks out the two guys inside when he opens the door the way he looks up I don't know what it is but he like rotates his head the whole way around like super dramatically because he knows that camera is behind him and he's like hey boys he knows when the camera is on him at all times yeah like he does what he's like he'd be he's good from a media point of view he's like fantastic because he's a performer yeah he's a performer through and through and he even mentions it where does he get the gum because like between knocking the guys out and the cameras running in (coughs) he gets a towel and gum because he's like, do you see no, my diving? He gets given the tail, doesn't he? Yeah, but when he says that was fucking cherry, he, he's he chewing he gum. gum. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it came from. His crotch pooch. Because he's not got pockets in that thing. It's neoprene. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, does it bother you that much in this, in this world just, of superheroes I'm, existing? Well, I'm a girl. Unexplainable and I mean, gum. I'm a girl and our clothes don't have pockets and I would like to know where he secreted that gum about his person. Maybe it's a muscle. Yeah, you know. Okay. Or he, he, he scraped her barnacle off the side of the wharf and was chewing on that. <laughs> Who knows? I know. 
No, and then when Ashley runs in with the cameras and is like sharing at Starlight to stand over the guy and say, this is lit. This is lit. It's just fucking brilliant. And she's just standing there completely confused. Yeah. And Ashley's like, that's brilliant. You're amazing. We love you. Stand over here and do this. Oh, she's so good. And, and Annie, yeah, Annie is just so confused because that's not like to her, she's a superhero to, to fight crime and to yeah. save people. So she's like, great, I can, I can stop a crime. And then it's literally like she knocks out two people in two seconds. The Deep knocks out another two people in two seconds. And the most of that scene is based around, oh, look at what these guys did on camera. You know? Yeah. And yeah, you just, you it, always This see episode the really reinforces that the Vought control aspect. Yeah, because and the it, it, they it the bombards you of the, what they see of what they put out. Yeah, like. having Annie going into these situations bombards you with this reality. Yeah, because then is it after that then that she comes across the guys in the alleyway who are assaulting a girl and she kicks the shit out of them and you can see just the joy in her face of ha ha I have found like bad guys this and is, I'm doing yeah, my thing. This is what I've I've always. Right, you know, this, this is, is what, what I'm do. supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then getting berated by Ashley again. Ashley in that scene. Oh, Ashley's later face on when when she's in the bathroom and she's berating her because it was caught on video. And Ashley's face is just yeah amazing. Yeah, the, she the veneer drops so well. Her, it's just I've seen gifs of her of that sequence just because her face goes through so many emotions I just love when she tells you, you know so whatever you've got planned with your cute little day cancel it it's almost she wants to strangle like oh she does and you can see her holding it's such a specific back. form of anger that she's getting across and it oh. is of like oh my god how can you have been so stupid and fucked this up so badly yeah and in, in any you know what I mean just in a work environment it's that sort of like uh, you're new I know you're new but you fucked this up oh we've so all worked with badly. people we've all been there we've all had that moment with somebody where it wasn't it generally wasn't anything they did wrong in particular it was just that they're new yeah well I don't, I don't think all, Ashley's all that concerned with how new she is it's no. just like you know where you but we have we have all worked with somebody who has done that most I think the best example is the most recent the HBO intern who sent out that mass email and everybody was like oh we've all <laughs> yeah, done that we've all done that yeah I think we skipped over a couple of bits there but f- it, following yeah. the through line with Annie but yeah that scene with, with Ashley freaking out at her oh my and then God, walk, storming off and and he's like am I fired <laughs> am I, am I fired, fired? <laughs> no just Ashley's Ashley's face in that whole thing I love Ashley I just she's fucking a hilarious character no before in, in, in between there's actually a good bit in between that, that we've yeah, skipped over I don't really mind um, it's, it's, yeah oh yeah I know Um we see after the the gun doesn't work, well the the, the fancy bullet doesn't work. Trying to kill, kill transition, yeah. Butcher has a a little bit of a oh fuck moment and goes goes off, and we discover he's going off to see Susan Rayner, mm-hmm. who's the deputy director of the CIA, and we find out has some relation to Billy and and the work he's done in the past. It's their first um, indication of Mallory as well. Yeah, we get a if mention of the If you'd read the comic books, obviously you're aware of who Mallory is. If this was your first introduction of it, it was like, this is somebody from Butcher's past. Obviously, he said he'd worked, he, he'd previously mentioned that he's a private contractor, he'd worked with the CIA and he'd worked with the Fed. So this is your connection back to that. Mm. And you're getting more of this backstory of whatever he has done in the past has fucked over a lot of people. Yeah, and this is apart like, from... The, that he is not a good person yeah, to be arranged. Apart from Huey, every person we've seen on screen that knows Billy in whatever way is not happy to see him. The bouncer in the soup club is not happy to see him. No. Frenchie is not happy to see him. Even Sherry rolls her eyes when she opens yeah. the door and sees him. Rainer is like, you can practically taste the disdain coming off Rainer. And she, Jennifer Esposito like sells that so well in that scene. No, I could listen can... to her talk all fucking day. That, oh yeah. 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 Um, and she does, she just that, she really sells the hatred <sighs> in that scene. 
when she tells him to stop talking about her family because it makes her skin crawl. Yeah, no, I like the parting line. I'd like the only reason she doesn't shoot him is because it's in her kitchen. Yeah. That's that's the only reason she hasn't shot him. But I do no, it's an excellent scene because we get we get we do we get nice little tantalizing hints as to what's come before yeah, he, the I like how he files why it's it. suicide he's, well he's like he just he kind of throws a couple of soups out there and then leads into the translucent so like yeah yeah when we do we get a couple of easter egg soup name drops in this episode um he mentions in that scene he mentions big game and shout out who are from the comics gunpowder's on a and tv gunpowder is on or, as well. or, no, he's on a news and broadcast in the background Two of them were from the Teenage Kicks in the comics and one of them is a G-Man but I can't remember which is which. Yeah. <laughs> I think Big Game is a G-Man. But no, yeah. I think Big Game is Teenage Kicks. I think you're right. But yeah, so we do. We get, we get a couple of comic shout-outs in this episode and as I say, that scene is just a nice little bit of... Yeah. A, a nice also the fact that he like... Like, nobody is happy to see him. He knows nobody's going to let him into his house. So he breaks into her house. He breaks into the house of the deputy director of the CIA in the middle of the fucking night. And waits for her to wake up and come down and find him. Doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just stands in the kitchen waiting for her to come down and investigate. Like, the fucking balls on him. Yeah, no, that's, the, like I say, it seems to be so far that everything he Nobody, does yeah, everything he, immediate, he's a reverse Midas. Everything he touches turns to shit, like. <laughs> but everything he does serves his immediate need. Yeah. And everything that comes out of his mouth, like, he does, he, Butcher plays, or sorry, Caliban plays the scene so well, as well, opposite Jennifer Esposito. Yeah, I think that, that is probably one of my favourite scenes in, mm. in that episode is the two of them no she's fun that I prefer her character in this to the character in the comic book it's a is, very, yeah it's it, same name yeah same idea um, she's a lot closer to like the way Tulip is portrayed in the preacher she's, yeah novel. she's a very like, one dimensional yeah. character in the comic books and I really like what they do with her in the TV show yeah well number really one she do. loathes him but she isn't hate banging him but we get to see the um Senate Appropriations Committee meeting as well in this episode. Oh, well, there's the, schmoozing the, the fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. We see a little bit of uh, Ezekiel from the previous episode and his uh, charity <laughs> Samaritans Embrace. We see an ad for them. Oh, yeah, and this is all the good shit we do. And he has a laptop and he has a ventilated cooking area and he has yeah. this, but there's still more. <laughs> yeah. And it is, you just, as as each episode even just in the first two episodes as they've worn on you've seen just superheroes seeping into every, every day little life, aspect of yeah. life I certainly anything that's profitable anyway mm. you know well the the fact that they've already like you get in that kind of Times Square sequence they mention the what's the the religious convention again called Samaritan's Embrace. No, the the actual convention. Oh, Caves for Christ. Caves for Christ. Yeah, there is. That, the fact that they very clearly have tapped into the evangelical market in the US. Like, they're the biggest voting pool. They've gotten them on side. They have their soups that are almost, like, exclusively dedicated to that cause. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all ultimately it's about the political, money. yeah, and political power as well. Because evangelicals, everybody, every politician wants to get in with the evangelicals. They're the biggest voting base in the US. You know, you yeah. need them on side. That's why you have them all schmoozing. Like, that's why you have the prayer breakfast, things like that. Like, yeah. it's one of these and institutions. The other, and the other thing that, you want on side is the military industries. Yeah. And that's what we see in that party where Stilwell's trying to convince the, the chair of the Senate Appropriations Committee to to bring this bill that will allow superheroes in the army. And he wants none of it. And he gives a little speech about how, you know, kind of it would be terrifying or how it would terrify their enemy, enemies and make the likes of, you know, North Korea just respond with nukes. Yeah. But he has a brilliant little speech about, you know, you know, all that aside, he said, see that senator over there? You know, he's got Lockheed in his back pocket. That guy over there, he has another weapons manufacturer in his back mm. pocket. You know, and America runs on weapons. And that's basically what she's trying to sell is another form of weapons. Mm-hmm. I, well, that's kind of And then she's she ends that interaction with the why settle for, oh, well, how does the line go? It's like, why settle for average when well, you, you can, can have, have extraordinary, extraordinary, extraordinary yeah. 
And it was like, oh, it's such a company line. Yeah. Like, even the way she delivers it is as, you know, as a punchline. As oh, a, it's straight as out a, of an yeah. advertisement, like the way she delivers it. Like, it really is. Uh, it's like she's trying to sell that whiskey. Yeah, the Macallan 25, which is a lovely whiskey. Yeah. In fairness, though, if he's drinking Jack, he wouldn't appreciate it anyway. Mind it's you, like, I drank a bottle of it and woke up in a bathtub, so... Yeah, it's booze. <laughs> it's definitely booze. <laughs> Do not follow it with three cans of Guinness. You will wake up in and, a bathtub. And speaking of alcohol and drugs, we get uh, <laughs> to see just how much Frenchie loves drugs in this oh, episode. Oh, the MDMA LSD mixture. What's he call it? Uh, candy flip. A candy it's a candy flip. flip. And It'll Huey, smooth you right out. Yeah. No, it won't. But now, hang on, hang on. Huey says, you know, I don't think this is the time to take major hallucinogens. Like, Huey, you've worked a normal life, a nine to five working an electronics store, you know, up to this point. Your girlfriend is dead. You've kidnapped a superhero. You're plotting to kill him. If not now, when the fuck do you take drugs? Now is the perfect time to start yeah, taking maybe, drugs. Yeah, no, no, I kind of get it. It wasn't more so much the, the drugs as the fact that maybe it's a major hallucinogen. Maybe not the best time when you are trying to kill somebody to be taking, you know. Hey, Huey's not trying to kill anybody. Huey's just trying to get through it. Like he's not probably help. It, he's not the cetacean nation dropping LSD in the dolphin tank. You know? <laughs> no, true. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm on, the, I'm on Frenchie's side on this one. Especially not the MDMA. You'd fucking, like, grind your... Take those drugs. Grind the teeth out of yourself. (laughs) And also we get... We get Frenchie's beautiful speech about... Marie. The the first... No, about the first woman that he killed. Oh, with her black hair in the elevator. And that... I'll say Frenchie is my favourite character from the comics. Mm. I absolutely love Frenchie. And when he was... When Tom Capone was cast, I was like... I haven't seen him in anything... You know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's the Heath he's Ledger. A, he's a bit complex. small, was my first thought because Frenchie's quite tall in the comics. He's yeah, very tall like, and thin. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and then when I saw him put on the goggles earlier in the episode, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah!" But he sells that speech so well. Mm. He's got the the ennui. He has the ennui of Frenchie so down in that scene of this incredibly <clears throat> as we find out incredibly like you know violent well not incredible somebody who has the the capacity, capacity for yeah. incredible violence certainly well he's but a, also he, has he, this he's like oh I'm a gun runner by trade but I have you know a niche speciality which yeah. is working out how to kill superheroes yeah but he's still he'll sit there and he'll philosophize about it and he just he does he he totally oh he's captures. quintessentially French uh, but he totally captures the yeah. essence of Frenchie from the comics. And Tom oh, Capon yeah. is brilliant as Frenchie. He really sells it and he totally comes into his own when they introduce the female in oh, later yeah. episodes. That's that's my Frenchie blowing over for the minute. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so excellent. I just love the big thick head on him when he's first introduced. Just with the jaw out and the stance and everything is like, if you come at me, I am going to nut you. Like, that's the head on him. You've seen that guy outside the bar on like a Saturday night who's like, come on, come at me, bro. Like he, that's his whole stance. Yeah. And then he does, he does relax down his body like when he's discussing things and like how, Mm. how they're going to kill him. You can see his whole body language and stance towards Butcher relax. And like the head goes back and the shoulders go back and he's not doing yeah. his like best Begbie impersonation. <laughs> That's two baby references so far. <laughs> I know, but he is, you know, he's my psycho reference yeah, for like go mad to reference for, for psychopaths for like mad bastard is Begbie <laughs> from Trainspotting because yeah, you're not far wrong in fairness. No, like I, you've never read Porno, which is the the prequel to Trainspotting, and you well, think I haven't he read any of them. You think he's mad in Trainspotting? He's a fucking lunatic in Porno. Yeah. No, Porno is the one after. Sorry, yeah, he because he gets out of prison because he's after shanking himself with a sharpened screwdriver because he did some other fella in, and you get less time if it's um self defense. So he stabbed himself in the ribs a couple of times. Yeah, he's a fucking psycho in the later books too. That's why he's my go-to reference. If you're just joining us, this is the Irving Welsh podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's um, my golden standard. After, um, 
after that scene we get uh, introduced to another new superhero from not from the comics in the form of Doppelganger oh my god I love Doppelganger Senator oh uh, such beautiful blackmail I like the way the senator's like ooh this feels different <laughs> yeah I was like number one does he like would you not notice that he was you know more around you well he's getting tied up I know but there's definitely belly resting on belly there well yeah that's a good if nothing else actually isn't there gonna be like he's gonna he's gonna feel the ball sack that just depends well if like he or did he just the does Chad, did he, did, well, it depends on what gender does... Well, in the trivia, it actually he, says that it, Doppelganger prefers they, them pronouns. Yeah, because so presumably if they can shapeshift into anything, they can have whatever they want down there. So True. So, if yeah, did he just turn... Like, sorry, did, did they, them just turn into the man form from, like, you know, the waist up so that they could take the photos? Or... As I say, was well, there was there a ball sack be, resting on the same? That seems to be their base form because that seems to be what they revert back to. Yeah, later on, anytime when, we see Doppelganger, it is in what would be called a male form. Yeah, um, that seems to be the base form. Of, as for of as them, for what's going on, we never actually see Doppelganger's genitalia. Doesn't particularly bother me that. No, result. but it is just you well, know I, I, for, I, I for, do, for purposes of say, being devil's advocate. I don't know. I I like the idea of. Um, that it's a dude. No, I just I like the idea of of like you know a a big floppy ball sack like bouncing on the senator and him. They call it a baldo. It. You can do this. Well, just no, but you know this. when he's like, "Ooh, that feels different." Yeah, because yeah. there's a ball sack rested on you, dude. I kind like I know he's from he's supposed to be the senator from Oklahoma. I would have loved him to have one of those really soft, sweet, like dusty roads, southern accents. The senator. Yeah. I just there's something about that accent that I just adore and I think that would have just made it so much funnier especially when you've been like ooh that's different and we're back uh, we had to take a little break there because things got a little bit too uh, saucy speculating over doppelgangers double danglers that was terrible <laughs> oh you loved it put a coin in the jar <laughs> so <laughs> moving on from, from doppelganger um, uh, we get another little. Oh, that wonderful piece of blackmail, which, which involves doppelganger still well oh, yeah. blackmailing the senator, and he's like, "Oh, it's okay. It's not a death sentence to be gay." And she's like, "It is in Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah, where your voters reside." I will actually. I have to say, there's something I, I want to bring up here. When Doppelganger changes from Stillwell back into their Oh, he's still form, in the outfit. And he's still in the outfit and he has his, his strut out. What well no, what I really like about that is remember we were talking about how the, it's a grounded series last yeah. week. And He like, still hasn't learned to walk in heels. Well not well yeah, that's a nice little bit, but more <laughs> Because it is really clunky. Like, it's it's your uncle playing dress up like In the same way that say, you know, Sue Storm when she turns invisible, her clothes turn invisible. Yeah. Translucent can't do that shit because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. He can turn himself invisible. Yeah. And Doppelganger's not like Mystique. He can't change the clothes he's wearing. He can only sorry, they can only alter their physical appearance. Their physical appearance. Yeah. So they're still left wearing the same clothes you know yeah. they're wearing Stillwell's clothes and they walk out and I just it's that those little bits of realism that are really yeah. oh it's hilarious yeah to see to see them in the clothes but it's those little bits of realism that I really appreciate in the show as well yeah and before that we get you get the scene of Homelander uh, the escalating creepiness where Andy walks up and he's just staring at the picture of himself on the wall and they have a brief little conversation about Annie using her... Her alter ego. Her yeah, her, her secret identity. So we and find she, out his real name is John. No, that's later. Ah, right. He just says he hasn't used a secret identity in years. And Annie walks off and he goes back to staring at the wall. And you're like, what is he doing? And then you see that he's actually staring at Stillwell through the wall using his x-ray. And you're like, oh, that's creepy. And then it gets even creepier because you realise that she's pumping breast milk. And he's and making he's all sorts just, of weird, like, mouth-licking, yeah, like... And the, like, yeah, and you yeah. can hear a bit of what Stillwell's saying, and then the sound of what she's saying f- fades out, and all you can hear is the pump of the breast milk pumps. Uh, and it just... It, it's just this escalating creepiness that's just so... 
uh, hilarious and oh, so creepy at the same time. It, it just, it really is weird and it's uncomfortable. And he's, yeah, he's making these kind of sucking motions with his mouth. Homelander yeah. wants the bitty bad. He really it's wants that bitty. <laughs> it makes you want to go and have a shower with a fucking cheese grater. Like, it's just... <laughs> oh, unclean. Yeah. It's just... No, it's just wrong. He plays it so well. He really does. Oh. I know they've been nominated for a lot of Emmys for, like, special effects and stuff like that, but I really think, like... Anthony Starr should have gotten yeah. an Emmy nomination. Now that's those nominations are for season two. It's worth pointing out. Yeah. But yeah, Anthony Starr is just he's phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah. He's absolutely phenomenal as Homelander. He really is. And then we get to see another side of him when Annika, uh, poor Annika, it's her birthday. Oh, when he goes to see poor Annika, yeah. <laughs> it's her. It's her birthday. As you spotted, there is a birthday card on the desk. Mm. When he goes to see her and tries to find out about translucent and what they're doing to find him and there's that beautiful yeah that beautiful just bit that where she's like i'm not so sure i should be talking to you and he just has this little knowing smile and he says i'm the homelander i can do whatever the fuck i want and there's that brief brief second where the mask drops and you just see the crazy yeah it's and, oh it's a beautiful <sighs> moment that alone is just the best bit of Anthony Starr acting in this episode I yeah. think as good as the, the the scene with him watching Stillwell pump breast milk is um, he just he delivers that so perfectly that that smirk that hmm uh, ooh crazy I do love I can't think of the actor's name but Translucent acts the shit out of it in this episode oh yeah he acts the shit out of this role in this episode he is so good the scene when he's like when he's talking to Huey and talking about like you know my superpower isn't an invisibility oh, it's watching, it's watching pe- people. people yeah and you know he's telling Huey like you're the, the scared little guy and you should run for the hills and you're just trying to get inside him and he sells that scene so well and okay there is that it's a bit on the nose when he's saying to Huey you know I'm I'm not the one who's trapped and in the cage you are and the whole time he's delivering that speech the camera is slowly zooming in on him mm. to the point where it zooms in through the cage and you can no longer see the bars and you just see his face yeah. and then it cuts back to Huey from his perspective and you can see the bars as I say it's a bit on the nose but as the shot itself is put together it's really beautiful as well and as I say Translucent just nails that scene absolutely nails that scene no I really really enjoy him I really enjoy his character Um, he is he's very very fun he's a very fun character and he he meets a rather ignominious end <laughs> <laughs> when Frenchie finally gets inspiration from seeing a, a, a little turtle on he's screen he's watching a nature documentary he watches a tortoise pull its head back into the shell yeah and his little eyes light up Oh. oh they do and he just exposes him to action and he's like you need to electrocute him and knock him out and he's yeah. like why and he's like because I've gotten the answer <laughs> and he's gone full mad scientist yeah and then when we cut back to him later and, and like Translucent he strides off up. all purposefully like no I love when Translucent wakes up and he's explaining to him and he's like you know oh believe. this was the conundrum and what did I do and oh I figured it out like oh. yeah and Translucent's like what is he talking about Butcher's just like well we should have bomb up your ass, son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just... Yeah, Do you know men can also benefit from Kegels? <laughs> yeah, there's a very similar scene in Archer when he goes on his cancer rampage. Yeah. But, yeah, that's so beautiful. And then later on with Frenchie, when Homelander actually shows up and Frenchie's in the van when they th- they're trying to get the distraction to yeah. get him away. And the ball's on Frenchie when he's just like, oh, you, no offence, but you got a warrant? <laughs> you want to look at the back of my and hand? And you could just see how, the, like, Homelander just kind of does that that very slow head turn and look like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you actually, like, what? And then, yeah, the episode finishes also on a bang like the first episode did um, with the plane going down when Translucent escapes. Well, and, they well, do blow up a building prior to that. Poor old Cherry gets a phone call and was like, shit, I have three minutes to wire up a load of shit and get out. Yeah. 
and she literally like she's just hauling out, ass out of there like with literally the clothes on her back and I think a modem yeah <laughs> she, got she gets out just in time yeah to create a distraction they literally blow up Frenchie's gaff yeah like yeah but she's just like yeah just add it to the bill yeah yeah <laughs> but she does not give yeah, a fuck like not only is that his house it's all those weapons that he had in there as well that presumably he was like shipping to somewhere else oh yeah like she his. she had enough time to hook everything up and get the fuck out of there yeah that was it like so yeah that's that that's Frenchie's livelihood up in smoke yeah he's fucked now <laughs> so yeah all three of them were totally fucked the fact that they basically just go oh yeah Pittsburgh yeah it's yeah so <laughs> this it's is not the first time yeah, it's something that's Butcher been has before. blown up his home apparently oh and when Transition realises that he's kind of fucked and has a, a bomb up his ass he drops an important bit of information for later episodes about how A-Train was probably going to or coming from his girlfriend's place Popclaw well his girlfriend Popclaw's place yeah, she's a D-list. Yeah, she's a D-list celebrity that's got spikes that come out of her arms. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she gets introduced in the next episode or perhaps the episode yeah. after that. But it was most likely, if, if anybody knows anything, it'll be her. But yeah, Translucent manages to escape. And as he gets out of the cage, he realises and he turns visible and tries to reason with Huey and say, look, you know, you, you can still get out of this. You know, if you let me go now, you'll be the hero that saved Translucent. You know, I won't come after you. you mm. You'll, you'll be, you can go back to your life, and he kind of Huey seems to acquiesce. And as Translucent's walking past, he says, "Atta boy," and turns invisible. And you can just see this turn, in Huey, and he's like done letting people tell him what to do. He sees that poster on the wall that's been shown a couple of times throughout the episode of the "Keep Your Hands Clean." Yeah, the small child covered in spaghetti. Huey decides that he's done keeping his hands clean and ass bombs the fuck out of Translucent <laughs> and that's the end of the episode oh and Translucent's everywhere once again yeah. gotta use a shovel yeah yeah that's gonna be one hell of a in fairness up. that kitchen was so fucking dirty and that's the second time Huey has been absolutely covered in the blood viscera. guts and viscera of a person yeah. So no, it's a, it's again like like the first episode, Just, a very good way to go out, and as we'll see in episode three next week, they pretty much do the same again and pick up exactly where they left off. Like. Yeah. But yeah, episode two, just as fun as episode one in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like and again, the first time we watched it back when it was released, we really enjoyed it. Did the same thing, paused it as soon as the episode finished, and we're like, "Yep, let's have a chat about this." <laughs> I like the fact that even though they are introducing new characters in it, they aren't overloading it. Like, we got a couple of new characters this episode, but we also got enough of the the rest of the cast that had been introduced to to well, just start to expanded. develop kind of a rapport with each character. Like you get more of Ashley, you get more, yeah, you get more of Stillwell, Stillwell, you get more, and then you get more of how they. Mm. respond to each other as well we only see that little bit of a train that little bit of a deep but um, you get more but, yeah of, you get more actually you get more still well and obviously we get frenchy introduced you got more homelander yeah so they are they're starting to they're starting to fill out the characters and as they introduce new ones the interpersonal relationships as yeah, well like but, you're starting to get the weird still well homelander vibe going on the fact that Noir seems to just be this fucking weirdo just wandering <laughs> yeah. around more of Annie kind of slightly standing up for herself a little bit when she goes off on the deep when they're on the pier when she's like no you don't get to talk to me you don't get to look at me oh yeah we when didn't she, talk about that at all sorry yeah. that Annie whole, her totally whole, stands, stands yeah. up to the deep tells him he's pathetic that she knows he's not number two, that she asked around and he's just a fish guy. Yeah. And yeah, she totally, she stands up to him and she makes a fool of him and says, and like, you I ever mean, come near me again and I'll take your eyes out. Yeah. And she means it. Oh, I yeah. can't believe you missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Rather important bit of development for Annie in that episode. Yeah, she she's starting to like get her backbone back, her spine yeah. back. And she's start, yeah, she's starting to realise as well from the way that like she's been dealing with, Ashley's been dealing with her and she's been dealing with Ashley that it's not everything that she was expecting mm. 
and she's going to have to readjust her worldview if she wants to kind of keep going yeah I am surprised we missed that yeah that she is that she's going to have to establish her her place as well otherwise they are going to run roughshod over her yeah yeah so that was episode two Um, I don't think I I have nothing less pretty much to say about it it's a little bit slower paced than the first episode yeah but that that's what allowed us to get deeper into the characters I think yeah, there wasn't as many shock moments as there was in the first episode. But it, it wasn't but it as much more, action. But has yeah, more meat to it. Yeah, there's definitely more meat to this episode. Yeah. We're getting more to grips with Butcher. We're getting more to grips with Huey. Yeah. And as you said, Homelander and, and Stillwell. What's going on in Vought as well. Yeah, no, so, yeah, great expansion into the series. You know, looking forward to continuing to talk about it. Yeah. Um, nice look into the inner workings of Vought and just how technologically advanced they are like with they they have fucking like satellites and shit like oh yeah and as the the, the crime analytics guy says they have better info than the cops like they're one bald guy away from being Amazon at this point (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and we get that bald guy in season two yeah but yeah no I think that's that's a good place to leave it for today Um, so thanks for joining us guys Uh, we're Monorants and you can find all our episodes wherever Good-ish podcasts are hosted. <laughs> and some bad ones. In the meantime, you can send any feedback, questions, or just plain old insults to monorantspodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at rantsmono. Don't forget to go back and listen to our first episode if you haven't already and we'll, we'll see you all next week. Yeah.